Support for this broadcast of Two Rivers 30 Minutes comes in part from a grant from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monyoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. The issues that surround people who are LGBTQ and their families and loved ones have become increasingly prominent over the past 20 years, both in the recognition of the need for equal protection under the law and uh, rights such as there are parts of the Pittsburgh region, including the Mon Valley region, where there are not a whole lot of resources available. And we've talked about that on this podcast before. Allies for Pittsburgh is one of the organizations that is based in the city, but which is increasingly doing outreach. Sean DeYoung is the chief executive officer, and he's on the line with us uh, this morning. Good morning, Sean. Good morning, and thank you so much for having me on your show today. Well, thank you for for joining us. This is an issue that we've talked about on this podcast before, most recently, uh, tragic in the wake of a young trans woman who uh, took her own life uh, in McKeesport in, in a very public way uh, last year during the sort of the height of the lockdowns and the pandemic. And there was a lot of grief. Uh, what sort of came out was that she just felt very isolated, that all of the resources for trans people in particular, but the LGBTQ community in, in general, were mostly focused on the city of Pittsburgh. Um, talk a little bit about, first of all, what Allies for Pittsburgh does. You are... And you, you, you are an outgrowth or, or a uh, uh, evolution of the old Pittsburgh AIDS task force. Am I accurate? That is correct. That is correct. Yeah, we uh, got our start as the Pittsburgh AIDS task force in 1985. Uh, we were born out of the nation's oldest, longest running gay men's HIV study uh, called the Pitt Men Study, uh, which uh, began, I believe, in 1982. Uh, and, and their community advisory board <clears throat> created Pittsburgh AIDS task force. In 1985, and at that point, it was really um, a needed service to help people with their estate planning, end-of-life services. Unfortunately, a lot of people were dying, um, having a phone hotline, information line, a buddy program, a speakers bureau. Um, yeah, it was a very challenging time, and then we, we've grown tremendously since then, <clears throat> and uh, became a Ryan White provider, which Ryan White um, was uh, a young man that uh, um, had HIV, then AIDS, and died in uh, 92, 91 or 92, I believe, and the federal government um, provided, decided to start providing funding for people that were battling HIV and AIDS, uh, and organizations like ours uh, were able to get those funds and really wrap around people living with HIV and, and living with AIDS. <clears throat> so that allows us to do a lot of supportive work to care for people living with HIV, um, ranging from uh, medical case management to emergency financial assistance, to housing assistance, utility assistance. Well, we have a food pantry, uh, which is amazing um, and provide um individuals with gift cards if they can't get into our food pantry. It's been an issue during the pandemic. Our, our food stock has really gone down. Um, everybody's seen in the news, the food bank is overrun, which is where we 
uh, get a lot of our food in Giant Eagle. So food resources were scarce. <clears throat> so we're just trying any way we could um, to get folks that are have some food insecurities some assistance. Uh, we also provide behavioral health services and have a pharmacy program. So a lot of really great services to wrap around individuals living with HIV. And in that growth that we had back in the 90s and 2000s, um, you know, along with all of that was doing outreach and prevention services to prevent HIV transmission. Um, so we've done a lot of and done and do a lot of community education, working in schools, working in the community, doing educational programming, but also a lot of condom distribution and um, HIV and STD testing out in the communities. Um, and then about five years ago, we opened up a health clinic on site at Allies. Um, and we are a full service health clinic with a focus on uh, caring for individuals living with HIV, uh, treating um, STDs, um, and we, we have our STD clinic still. So we test on site six days a week, but uh, you can get treatment now at our site since we've opened up a health clinic. Uh, but we also do gender affirming care and LGBTQ health care in our space, and also uh, women's health care. We became a family planning provider um, to help do basic oncological services uh, for women in our region as well. So uh, the health clinic is pretty full service, um, but uh, again, we're have been around for going on 37 years, uh, serving our community. And on our Ryan White front, we serve the 11 county Southwest region of Pennsylvania. So our reach is pretty big. Uh, at any given point, we care from between seven and 800 individuals living with HIV in our region. So for folks uh, who are listening to us on 88.1 out of Bethany, West Virginia, uh, in Fayette, Green, Washington counties, you, you are a, a, re, a literal, you are literally an ally, uh, allies for health and well-being. We are, and if people are concerned or living with HIV that are having challenges, you know, getting good care um, or in a care period, because we want people to come in um, and get into medical care. Um, if they're living with HIV, we can help with that. And, you know, we can help, you know, get you a ride into the city <clears throat> to see a healthcare provider. You know, if you don't have, a, have one in the rural regions, um, or if, you know, there's not anyone there that's competent to provide specifically HIV care, we can help with that, um, whether it's even consultation over the phone. So we're, we're there for people. Um, and our, our big fight with, or not fight, but our big effort for people living with HIV is getting people into care and on their medication. Mm -hmm. Because if people can get on, we have really great medication um, for people living with HIV, that if you take your HIV medication every day and you get your viral load to an undetectable level, you cannot transmit the virus. So we're really pushing that campaign of you equal you, undetectable equals untransmittable. So we want, we want people to know that and come into care. But a big part of what we're doing in the Mon Valley, though, is also that prevention work. Yeah. We're talking with Sean DeYoung. He is the Chief Executive Officer for Allies for Health and Wellbeing. Sean, can you give us your uh your website address and a telephone number for people who maybe don't have good internet access. Absolutely. So our website is www.alliespgh, so A-L-L-I-E-S-P-G-H.org. And our phone number is 412-345-7456. And I'm going to give it to you again. It's 412-345-7456. Seven four five six. We're talking about Allies for Health and Wellbeing, uh, the services they provide throughout the Greater Pittsburgh area, but also specifically on the needs that they are seeing in places like the Mon Valley that maybe don't have as many access, as much access and, and resources for people who are uh, LGBTQ and uh, 
may, also people who may be uh, at risk of HIV and AIDS. Um, let's talk a little bit about the pandemic because it's kind of for the last going on 19 months now, this has been affecting everyone's lives to, to one degree or another. It's affected every organization and, and company uh, in, in our area. Something that has come up a lot of times is that, and you touched on this when you were discussing the food bank that uh, Allies uh, operates and your cooperation with the Pittsburgh, with the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, our friends over there in Duquesne, um, is isolation. Is people have, you know, there were two months or three months there, depending on what industry you were in, that you were in complete lockdown. And people are still feeling very isolated. How is that affecting both physical and, and mental health of the people that you work with? Yeah, I think, um, again, just to back up, it's affecting, I think, all of us. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, our folks that are um, experiencing isolation anyway or have been uh, because of stigma or, um, you know, adding on the, the dealing with the pandemic, um, it can be just crippling. And, you know, what we're trying to do is really increase access to as many people as we can in terms of like getting that phone call, having a conversation. We know that busing is a big issue, mm -hmm. um, especially in the Mon Valley, Valley to come in. You know, we've talked about uh, people come into Pittsburgh for stuff, but there's not a lot going out to folks. Um, we're going to, we're trying to get out into the Mon Valley, especially with our prevention stuff to engage people, um, talk about the services we can provide. Um, other resources that are out that can support them. A lot of, um, especially mental health providers, um, you know, have telephonic visits that they can do and that they're allowed to do through, um, whether they're doing a pro bono or through the insurance companies letting them do that, just so that there can be some sort of connection. Um, because it's, it is real easy, you know, if you can't get out or you don't have access to a bus or don't want to be on a bus because of the pandemic, uh, real easy to just shut in and shut people out. Um, and that can be very, very lonely, obviously. And we want to make sure that people aren't feeling alone, um, you know, and, you know, for our folks that we case manage, you know, we, again, trying to keep that social distance, we'll bring groceries out to folks if they need it and can't get out to the store. And our people are a really good resource for what else is around. So there's a lot of great social service and human service organizations in the Mon Valley that are trying to reach folks. Community Human Services is, a, is one that, I'm, mm -hmm. that comes to mind. Um, Monyak Behavioral Health, another one, and uh, um, Human Services Center Corp over there in, in Turtle Creek, which does the HIV AIDS walk. That absolutely, and that was actually going to be my next my next one. <laughs> Sorry about that. Didn't mean to steal your thunder. Yeah. Uh, Human Services Corp. They're they're just a huge support for us. Um, love the work that they do, um, and uh, they just actually um, help. They facilitate every year the the Mon Valley AIDS walk. Mm -hmm. Um, which we're always a part of and just great. They're just gracious hosts. And, and then obviously we, we, we partner with a lot of different organizations um, to, to set up and, and do our testing. Um, you know, I have to say on the HIV front, the Ladderman clinic down there in McKeesport, mm -hmm. it's a big one. Um, and they're uh, at the ninth street clinic, which is yeah. part of that. Um, Dr. Markle has been a guest on here a few times. Yeah. And we're trying to, we're working on uh, an idea anyway, we're trying to get some funding for it to open up a satellite office in Clareton. Um, to expand our reach into the Mon Valley uh, and have a health service provider on site um, and do testing and, and whatnot out of that space um, a day or two a week or through the week. We haven't figured it all out yet. Um, so people don't have to travel so far because um, we know, again, that transportation is a huge issue in the Mon Valley. Uh, and again, 
helps contribute to that isolation. You know, if you can't even get on a bus to go anywhere, you know, you're, you're further stuck. Um, so we, we just want to try to reach out and, and wrap around as many people as we can. We're talking this morning with Sean DeYoung. He is Chief Executive Officer of Allies for Health and Wellbeing. Their website is allyspgh.org. You can also call them at 412-345-7456. Broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. On Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, and Tube City Online. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Support for this broadcast comes from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. Since 1866, Striffler's has provided compassionate professional memorial services for families in White Oak, McKeesport, Dravosburg, Portview, and the surrounding areas. Striffler's offers comprehensive pre-planning services and aftercare. And through its affiliated company, Design Monuments, Striffler's also provides permanent markers and memorials crafted in stone, bronze, and other high-quality materials. Learn more at Striffler's or call 412-678-6191. Do you do mental health uh, work as well? I, we've had the Prasad Center, uh, for instance, as a guest on this program, or is it more uh, physical health? Uh, we do uh, uh, have an integrated care team for our HIV-specific services. Um, we do have uh, behavioral mental health services for people living with HIV. Um, and we're expanding that to people that come through our health clinic for health services. So um, we're, we're small but growing. Uh, we currently have two uh, licensed therapists on staff uh, and our numbers are growing. So um, even if, um, you know, if anyone has any questions or, you know, want to know if they're eligible for our care, they can certainly call us. And again, that number for allies was 412-345-7456. Uh, they can call and they can talk to one of our behavioral health professionals. Uh, and if we can't help, we'll, we'll help steer them to where they can get the help they need. Let's talk a little bit about some of the specific needs that someone may have. Um, you, you mentioned, for instance, gender affirming care. And I, I've heard some horror stories from transgender friends of mine. Um, I had one friend who was looking for a uh, therapist to deal with some anxiety issues, you know, the, the kind of things that the kind of everyday anxiety. And what they said was they were tired of having to do with, they, they had fired several therapists, they said, because they said they were tired of having to do transgender one-on-one education for the first three months before they could even get to working on, you know, the sure. general everyday stress <laughs> and anxiety. And I've also heard horror stories, both from medical professionals and from transgender people about going to the emergency room with a broken arm or the flu, or, you know, a, a, a splinter or a cut, and, again, having to do transgender 101 before right. they get treated for the broken arm. You know, my gender has nothing to do with the fact that my arm's my bleeding. Arm's yeah, right. yeah. What are some of the challenges that, that people who are transgender face in, in getting access to, to medical care in our area? Well, I think you hit it on the head in terms of trans competency, you know, and that that is something that is lacking in our region. We have uh, some really great providers though that do really great gender affirming care uh, in our region. Um, you know, Central Outreach is, is one that is right up there. Uh, you know, we're providing excellent care. Metro is providing great care. Um, you know, so there are good competent providers out there, um, but like in the health systems at large, they're not really as competent 
um, across the board. I mean, there's pockets, obviously, of, right. of those systems that have competencies. The Center for Inclusion Health over at Allegheny General um, is one that comes to mind. We talked about like the Latterman Clinic and whatnot. Those are competent providers, um, but there's just not a lot of them. Um, and because of that, again, there's a lot of stigma. Um, and then that just translates to fear from the individual that, you know, now I don't want to go in because I'm going to be treated differently or unkindly, right. or they're not going to know how to refer to me, you know, what pronouns to use. I mean, there's just a lot that goes along with that. So is that a general, is that a generational issue to some extent? I mean, is, is younger providers are, are getting into the healthcare professions and the caring professions, is that starting to improve at all? You know, I think that's the hope. I think that, you know, our um, younger generations are, are becoming more accepting and more competent, you know, in, you know, the communities that we're serving. Um, but I would say across the board on the whole, the medical system specifically, you know, aren't where they need to be for sure. You know, we have some great organizations here in town that are, you know, I think, you know, Pittsburgh is is a is a great town in terms of some of the advocacy groups that we have, you know, like Trans Uniting um, and Proud Haven and True T Pittsburgh and, and um, Project Silk, which is part of CHS. Um, you know, and I know I'm forgetting folks, so forgive me, Sisters Pittsburgh is-, mm-hmm. is uh, Yeah, they've come on very strong recently, yeah. Um, so there, there's there's organizations out there um, that are that are doing some tremendous work and trying to, to really um, get the message and education out there. Um, you know, and there just needs to be, that needs to continue. It needs to get out there. And, and, you know, we're trying to, you know, I guess this isn't an apples to apples um, comparison, but, you know, part of my job's working with AIDS Free Pittsburgh, trying to routinize HIV screening is a challenge. So, you know, getting providers more competent in gender affirming care, getting people, getting providers to just test people for HIV is, is, I mean, they're, you know, two big issues, but it's, it's hard to move the needle, even just getting a, uh, a blood test added to a panel. Um, so I think there's still some closed mindedness in terms of, you know, what kind of care we provide, how we treat people. Um, that education is not where it needs to be. Are there expenses as well attached to that? Because when you talk about a blood panel, I had a blood panel done recently just for cholesterol and some other things. And, you know, you get that statement of benefits and, you know, my eyes kind of popped open at how much it really costs just to do a simple, what they call a lipid panel. Um, Are are there expenses as well? Because a lot of people in our area lack access to to health insurance. Yeah. And and that is a, that is a big problem. Um, You know, I would have to say that one a blessing in Pennsylvania is that we are a Medicaid expansion state, mm-hmm. um, and we do have people that can help navigate that insurance morass with people. If they're not, um, if they do not have insurance, we can help people get insurance, um, or at least point them where they need to go. You know, whatever they need extra documentation or whatever they need, because sometimes people will come into us and they don't have insurance, but they don't have a driver's license, or they don't have yeah, yeah. A birth or whatever. So we can help. With, with those things um, to help navigate for folks. Um, but yeah, if you don't have insurance, it is expensive, you know, and for, for, you know, people that are living with HIV that don't have insurance, that's what we were put here for. Uh, that's why we became a Ryan White provider and get money from the government is to help people cover costs. 
um, and pay for those services um, until we can get insurance um, or have access to the federal funds, you know, to get people's um, panels covered and their meds covered, et cetera. Um, you know, and specifically people that are transgendered that are seeking care, it's expensive. Um, you know, hormonal treatments are expensive, um, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot that goes along with that. And, and you need a competent provider to help navigate those systems and, and situations. And that's something that we can help with. We have a 30-second break to take. When we come back, let's talk a little bit about that education and outreach. Uh, you, you've already alluded to some of the places where people can find information about Allies for Health and Wellbeing, but let's talk a little bit more about that, and let's talk about the, uh, lowering the stigmas on these different, discussing these different issues, specifically uh, testing for HIV and AIDS, okay? Shonda Young is the Chief Executive Officer for Allies for Health and Wellbeing. Their website is alliespgh.org. They're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or you can call them at 412-345-7456. Broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes on Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, and Tube City Online Radio. We'll be back in 30 seconds to wrap things up. Tube City Almanac, a nonprofit news website focused on the McKeesport area, is in need of freelance writers to help cover the city of Duquesne, McKeesport area schools, Duquesne schools, and White Oak Borough. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Call us at 412-614-9659 or email tubecitytiger at gmail.com. Welcome back. Our guest for a few more minutes is Shonda Young. He's CEO of Allies for Health and Wellbeing. Allies.pgh.org is the website or 412-345-7456. They help uh, LGBTQ people get access to health care and other resources, including uh, HIV and AIDS testing. They also uh, have increasingly a focus on women's health uh, at Allies for Health and Wellbeing. We're talking about some of the outreach they are doing in the Mon Valley and other outlying areas of Pittsburgh, including uh, for folks in Washington and Green and Westmoreland counties. Uh, What is PREP, uh, Sean? Because I keep seeing on flyers and things this acronym. uh, I think it's like a capital P-R, little E-P, PREP. What is that? You're close. Uh, Oh, close. Small R. Okay, it's the capital. R that's the lowercase. All yes. right. Okay. Capital E, capital P. Uh, PrEP um, actually stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. Okay. That is a, a very big, PrEP is easier to say. Um, so what PrEP is, um, it's a medication. Uh, it's a once a day pill that you, if you take it every day, will block the transmission of HIV. Okay. So it's a medication for people that are not HIV positive but maybe at risk for getting HIV, uh, whether that's through risky sexual behavior or not knowing your partner's status, um, et cetera. Uh, And PrEP came out probably about, I would say six or seven years ago. And the drug that was initially used was called Truvada. Okay. Um, And now the drug that is being used is very similar. It's a newer version of it called Discovy. Okay. Uh, You'll see lots of commercials on TV for it. Um, but, uh, it is part of our package or a toolkit to help combat, 
um, the transmission of, of HIV. Um, and the idea is to present is prevent it from being transmitted, so that you're not treating it afterwards. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. So um, obviously, you know the the most at risk groups in the country, and and true for our region, are men who have sex with men, um, transgendered women, um, women of color. Um, all high risk for HIV. Um, but again, anybody that, that is engaging in um, unprotected sex or risky sexual behavior um, or not knowing their partner's status and, and unsure can take Discovy every day. And again, it's, it reminds me of birth control a little bit. You, you have to take it every day. Um, if you miss or cut it off for a day or two, it doesn't stay in your system. So you have to take it every day, uh, but it will block the transmission of HIV. So that again, is part of our prevention toolkit. Uh, when we go out into the communities to provide education, we talk about PrEP a lot. Um, you'll see it on, you know, sometimes we do bus ads in the re in the area. Yeah. And we'll have, we'll have our PrEP information on there. Um, but there's other providers like us that are doing PrEP as well and getting the message out. We want everybody to know that it's out there and, and safe um, and, and will protect you. But that coupled with, you know, condom use, um, coupled with, you know, if you're living with HIV and your partner is negative, you know, getting your viral load to an undetectable level and having your partner on PrEP is going to, to prevent the spread of HIV. So um, we want to get that information out there. But thank you for bringing that up because it is such an important tool in what we do. Something that has come up recently, and I, we are getting close to the end of the half hour, and I feel like we could talk for another half hour about this. Uh, in the McKeesport area in particular, a couple of the churches have gotten very involved in HIV AIDS education. I'm thinking in particular of uh, Zion Baptist Church and Bethlehem Baptist Church in McKeesport, but I think uh, several of the other churches as well. And I was actually just talking to one of their pastors recently, and she said she got interested in it when one of her parishioners uh, uh, was a, what she found out was HIV positive, and she said this was like a sign from God, literally, that I need to educate myself on this. How important has been have, have, have for instance, the churches and particularly the traditionally black churches been in lowering the stigma and talking about these issues? Yeah, I think it's it's very important. You know, we have a very faithful community um, across the region. Um, you know, and I think for many years there's you know, has been the stigma around HIV um, and around, you know, again, the highest population of individuals living with HIV or contracting HIV are, are gay men. Um, so there's a lot of stigma around being gay, um, you know, especially in the church community and the faith community. Um, and I think those barriers are beginning to come down, especially in our region. And, you know, people are recognizing, you know, one, it's, it's not just, um, gay men that that have HIV, it, it can be anyone, you know, because you can contract HIV through a blood transfusion, through syringe, you know, you know, sharing needles for drug use, you know, so we're also a big um, supporter of Prevention Point Pittsburgh, which is a syringe exchange here in Pittsburgh, um, which also helps combat the transmission of HIV. But has I may, can I can I can I interrupt you for just a second? We, we've talked a lot in this region over the last few years about the opioid epidemic has hiv transmission increased as the use of opioids has increased or it has not actually okay. and, and the, re the the reason why it hasn't is because of prevention point pittsburgh okay uh, and we're gonna and 
community groups like AIDS Free Pittsburgh, which brings mm-hmm. all of the organizations that are trying to stamp out HIV together to spread the word about PrEP, to spread the word about safe syringe exchange. We are out of time. Uh, Shonda Young is Chief Executive Officer of Allies for Health and Wellbeing. We'd love to have you back, uh, Sean. Uh, I feel like we just barely scratched the surface here. You can visit their website at alliespgh.org. You can call them at 412-345-7456. And of course, you can reach out to them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Sean, thank you for taking some time to talk with us this morning. Well, I appreciate, again, you having us on. This is important stuff, and I would be happy to come back and talk at any time. Thank you for helping us amplify our message. And thank you all for listening this week to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. On Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, and Tube City Online Radio. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community. Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, McKeesport, PA, 15134. You can email us at tubecitytiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online.